You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey. And this is Megan. Hey everyone, it's December, which means it is shopping season. It's also Christmas, like family lovey dovey season, but it's also shopping season. Like, let's be real, as business people, that's a huge, huge deal, a big time of year for a lot of businesses. So, today we wanted to talk to you guys about being an owner of a small business. So, we have an awesome guest that's going to join us later today. But um, before we get, you know, too deep into it, why don't we start out with our highs and lows? Yay. Well, I feel like my real high could be that it's December 1st right now when we're recording. When you guys hear this, it won't be. But I just, I love December. It's it's my favorite time of the year. Like, I know that's so basic. And I also say fall is my favorite time of the year, which is also basic. But just like from September through the end, like December 31st, favorite live in life prime time. Um, but that's not my real high. So my high is... Wait, did you say we're doing our highs and lows? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'm like, wait, am I just jumping the gun here? Okay. So yeah, my high, sorry everyone. My high is that we were able to sneak away for vacation for Thanksgiving, which was so amazing because, you know, Thanksgiving looked a lot different for everyone this year. And so our little family was able to just sneak away and we spent five amazing days just inside a different house which the change of scenery was just beautiful we went to um mo clips which is out by seabrook on pacific beach and just rented the most incredible airbnb which i have to say is probably kind of risky like to rent a house to prepare a thanksgiving meal in like a kitchen that you don't know anything about um, but we pulled it off and um, we just, yeah, we spent five days just relaxing and just away from it all and just, you know, enjoying the holiday and enjoying each other and what we were thankful for and didn't have to think about COVID one time, except for we went down to like walk on the beach a few times. And when we saw somebody in a mask, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's still a thing. Like, I, I kind of forgot that's a thing because we've yeah. just been, like, inside this house. And, um, yeah, it just was – it was so amazing, And which is also why I'm, like, totally off my game because I'm trying to play catch up from five days away, which is the longest I've been away in a very long time. So, um, just like getting Nora back on track and like work back on track and chores and all that stuff. So amazing and relaxing. But if I'm a little bit off on the episodes this week, then you guys know why. Because I have a vacation hangover. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, first of all. Yeah. I mean, of all the hangovers, the vacation one's got to be my favorite. Because at least... Hopefully yeah. vacation was worth it. Which it was. was. And like we felt a little guilty even like going on vacation. But we drove and we, you know, were very careful and we followed all like the protocols and everything that we were supposed to be doing. So we didn't put ourselves or anyone on risk. Um, so I just like feel weird even talking about it. But I know like we 
we're able to still do things as long as we're careful with them. And so um, in case anybody's listening to this and their ears perked up at the the talk of vacation, like we were extremely careful and, and COVID friendly and socially responsible. And, and as you guys know, I'm like a freak about that. So, um, so yeah, we did that. My low is kind of funny and, and quick. Um, so we we're gone for five days. And when we came home, Quentin has started unloading everything and he comes out and he's like, I have some bad news. And I'm like, what? He's like, just go inside. And I walk inside and it literally smelled like something or somebody died in our house. And he's like, I think it was the trash. Like I took it out. I don't know what could have been in there. So I just took it out again, but the smell wasn't going away. So I'm like sniffing around the kitchen. It was not the trash. It was the garbage disposal. I have no idea what was like, put in there before we left that didn't like and it was probably me because I don't always turn it on when I dump stuff in there I'll usually just like wait until next time or whatever it smelled so awful (laughs) like like literally like rotten fish like with a tinge of like dead human I don't even know (laughs) like it was like it was so awful and it's still like like, I think we're kind of getting used to it, but, like, it, I left today and came back inside, and it, like, still had, like, a tinge oh. of the scent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, like, cleaned out the garbage disposal with this special cleaner, and, like, I've been trying, but, yeah, so that was fun. Oh. <laughs> nice little slap in the face back to reality. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah, ugh. Yeah. Um, I would try throwing a lemon down there, like cut oh, up a lemon okay. and throw it in there. Um, I know it can help freshen the the scent and all of okay. that. Okay, yeah, I will try anything at this point. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's gross and funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so my high, which I for I think I forgot to even tell you this, and I'll just catch everyone up. If you've been following along, you know about my dog and our journey with him. He had a lump on his lower eyelid, had to have surgery, get that removed and some teeth pulled and all of that. Um, He healed up completely fine. He's like back to his old self. He's kind of maybe sleeping a little more these days, but it's also winter and we're boring. So he's just sleeping like the rest (laughs) of us. But um, they got his results back from his, uh, the lump that they removed. And it turns out it was not cancer. Thank God. Um, It was, yeah, which I was like, wow, yay. But then I was like, we just paid all that money to have a lump removed and it wasn't cancer, but it needed to be removed anyways. And I guess it's some kind of like eye disease thing Mm. where that happens, Um, but it's curative to remove it. So they're confident that it won't come back. The only negative thing is that usually it spreads to both eyes so I just kind of have to keep an eye on the other eye and make sure that that one's fine but other than that he like got a clean bill of health so I'm so relieved and exciting yeah and he's yeah healed up fine and they were worried about um his tear duct or tear gland getting damaged during the surgery and it doesn't seem to be damaged like his eye is tearing up like normal so that's Good. good Good. Ugh, why are they so quick to just, like, always say cancer? It's just so frustrating. It's like, you don't think that that's my baby and, like, the word cancer is going to make me panic? Like, don't say it unless you're sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the ones that they, like, called and they're like, oh, yeah, we sent in the sample and it came back. He could have used the word abnormal because Mm -hmm. it was abnormal tissue. It wasn't cancer. But, oh, it came back 
and it looks to be cancerous. And he was going to, like, send us to Seattle to see an oncologist and stuff. What the hell? Like, can you imagine if I would have spent all that money to send my dog to a cancer doctor in Seattle and it wasn't even... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My husband would throw me and the dog out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank goodness you didn't do it. And that's so exciting that he's good. I'm so, so happy. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. So that was really good. Um, Uh, Let's see. My low... Um, I don't really, I don't know. Things have been really good. It's holidays. Everything just kind of like, meh. I'm, I'm excited. I love Christmas too. We put our tree up. Well, I actually put my tree up yesterday, but no one like acknowledged that it was up really. Mm-hmm. And I spent like two hours. We have a pre-lit tree and, um, there's a strand of lights out in the middle somewhere. And I like spent all this time trying to figure it out, whatever. I put it up and then just like no one even mentioned it. Like, the kids obviously saw me putting it up and everything. Yeah. Like, no one was like, hey, let's decorate the tree or anything. So we did that today. But, like, there's still a box of ornaments on the floor in the living room. So no one's that excited about it. Which is kind of a bummer. I think there's just so much else Mm -hmm. going on. And, like, we're just home all day, every day anyways. So it's not that cool. But, um, I don't know. That's not even really that big of a low. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like a meh. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, off topic a little bit but I just am having a hard time with Christmas coming up just because like it's just sad I don't know because for me like I know we're talking about shopping and businesses and everything and like but for me the holidays are so much more about the family and the traditions obviously I love the shopping too but I just, like, keep thinking, like, okay, I, I need to start buying presents, but, like, why? What's the point? Like, I don't get yeah. to spend time with you, so it's just, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to give you a present and just, like, we don't get to spend any time together. Like, yeah. I'd rather just spend time together, and I don't know, just traditions are going to have to be so different, and I'm, like, part of me was, like, what's even the point of decorating because it's just, like, so sad, but then that's, like, exactly the reason why yeah. should, so... Mm-hmm. like normally we get our tree like my whole life we've gone and cut down a tree like my whole family at the the weekend after Thanksgiving and then like obviously we didn't do that this year so we ha- we're gonna get our tree next weekend which mm-hmm. is like so late I feel like so yeah. I put up two fake trees today a big one downstairs and a little one in Nora's playroom and just like oh. tried to get myself like okay I'm gonna force the jolly on because mm-hmm. it's just sad this year's just gonna it be is so hard and different and yeah hopefully it's just one year of our lives that are different but yeah yeah Yeah, this Thanksgiving I think that's what I was going to talk about I just keep getting sidetracked it's just a lot of downer stuff but Mm -hmm. it was our first Thanksgiving that we didn't spend with my in-laws which I mean we've been doing since my husband and I were dating pretty much um and we always want to stay in town and not travel for Thanksgiving or anything so it was our first year not with them it's also the first year that like first Thanksgiving after um his grandma died so it was Mm -hmm. kind of like a double sad thing like I really wanted to be there for his mom and his well his parents and um it was just it was it was weird not being with them and really sad yeah super sad Yep. So <laughs> I know. So wear your masks, everyone. Wash your hands. Let's get this done. I am over it. I can't believe that it's December and this is still a freaking pandemic. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, we've just been like waiting around all year for it to be over, and now that just the year's gone. <laughs> like what? 
I don't even want to think about 2021 because I want to still hold out hope that it's a fresh year. But if it's just the same crap, then I don't want to know about it. I I don't want to know. I know. Oh, sorry. Sorry to be such downers. Yeah, I'm sure you're all feeling it, too. Exactly. Like, I think we, you know, we're like, oh, the holidays. And I think it's important that we address like, yeah, the holidays are going to be really hard and different for most everybody this year. So. You know, like, let's just try to do our best to support each other. You know, we're supporting as many small businesses as we can really be mindful about the gifts that you are purchasing for your loved ones and, you know, just be there for each other in as many ways as we can. Well, that brings us into our topic tonight with our guest. Um, Our guest is Tracy Rodriguez. She's a master personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist with over a decade of experience. In 2014, she was hit by a semi-truck, which left her disabled in bed for a year with a severe back injury. Tracy trained herself through her recovery and is now on the other side of the injury, 100% recovered and carrying her second pain-free pregnancy. Tracy loves to empower women to live pain-free and to know that pain should not be normal and that recovery is possible. She owns two businesses, Goals with Tracy, where she helps women live pain-free, and Injure Proof LLC, which provides ergonomic assessments for those working from home. So let's welcome Tracy to the show after this small break. Hey, Boss Lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. We are rolling out a new segment where we will be highlighting Boss Ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. Chuckanut Bay Distillery was started in 2011 in downtown Bellingham, Washington. Right now they have potato vodka, muzzle flash whiskey, old busker coffee liqueur, bourbon, and Krampus liqueur. They work with all local grains and they can ship anywhere within Washington state. Their products make a great holiday gift, and in true 2020 fashion, they also have isopropyl-based hand sanitizer made in-house. Check them out at www.chuckanutbaydistillery.com. That's www.chuckanutbaydistillery.com, or follow them along on social media. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us an email and let's get bossy. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you about small business ownership tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited. Before we dig into the topic, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners all about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. We want to know it all. Awesome. Well, I am a corrective exercise specialist and a master personal trainer. So basically what that means is I love to help women live pain-free. So especially right now with women who work from home and are sitting at their desks and experiencing back pain and neck pain, I just really love helping them overcome the pain, feel fantastic in their bodies, and be able to function and live life pain-free again. And um, I was actually hit by a semi-truck in 2014, so I... Yeah, I um, had a back injury where I was disabled for a year in bed. I couldn't walk very well. I couldn't really stand for a long period of time. And I trained myself fully through my recovery. And it totally, I was already doing this before that, but like it lit a fire for me to make women aware that like they don't have to live with pain. 
they don't have to, even if it's chronic pain that's been like disabling, it's fixable. Mm-hmm. It's all fixable. So that's what I do. That's what I love to do. And as you can probably tell, I'm really passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing that, okay, your story is just, that's amazing. That could have went so many different ways. How awesome that that kind of lit this passion for you. Um, and yeah. second of all, we got to talk because I was <laughs> suffering with like severe neck and back pain that I just had me laid out for like a week, just oh. a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, we're going to have to talk after this. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for you. As we're talking, I'm like, oh, I better sit up straight. I'm like hunched over. Okay, yeah, we might keep you all night if you don't have plans because what what an incredible job. I I don't think I even really thought that there would be someone out there to help with that besides just like, oh, I've been to physical therapy. Oh, I've gone to the chiropractor. Like what an inspiring business and opportunity that you're giving people. That's so exciting. So um, what, so what, tell us more about your business. Like, are you independently owned? Tell us all about that. Yes. My business is called goals with Tracy and I own it fully. I, um, I actually own two businesses. So I own goals with Tracy, which is where I work one-on-one with women. And I also run programs for women and just really help women live pain-free. And then I also own injure proof LLC, which is a company where we do ergonomic evaluations for companies and for people who work from home. And we have an app for employees. So, you know, employers can pay for their employees to get this kind of program, like just on their phones, on a computer. Um, so that's the other company that I own and both are privately owned and, Two totally separate things, but also two of the things that I love. Yeah, and they seem like they would go kind of hand in hand. I mean, like they complement each other well, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how did you get started in these businesses? And, you know, what were you doing before? And then what made you want to actually go out on your own and start your own businesses? Yeah, I've always been in fitness. I've always loved fitness. I mean, even when I was... 13 years old, I was doing typo. I was running on the track. I mean, it was always something that I loved. And then getting older, I became a fitness instructor and was kind of in that realm of my career. And I was also a case manager for homeless people. So I kind of <laughs> did oh, two wow. different types of jobs at that point. Um, but as I became a personal trainer and as I started working with people and just seeing what bad fitness can do to you seeing what I don't want to name any names on different programs that people get injured by, but I get so many people coming from different programs that are just so injured from doing fitness the wrong way. And it started to just click in me that I need to further my education to really stop this from happening and, and heal this problem. And so that's when I became a corrective exercise specialist. And yeah, and then I just decided, you know, I can't be working a million hours at a gym a week for basically nothing. I should be doing this in a way where I'm serving people the way that I want to do it, the way that people are really getting what they need. Nobody else can kind of control what I'm doing, but I can really go into my niche and, and serve people well and also serve my family well. So that's why I decided to go into business for myself instead of working for somebody else. Cause I just feel like you can serve people so much better when it's in your specialty, it's on your terms. I just feel like that's the way to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. We talk a lot about, you know, helping women kind of operate their own small businesses over in this space, or, you know, even if they are employees or what have you, just any boss ladies. But before I started going into business for myself, I, I remember that exact moment when it's like, why am I doing this for someone else when I should be doing this and can be doing this for myself? And just when you have something you're so passionate about, how freeing it is to be able to go on and, as you're saying, serve people so much better in the way that you want to do it. It's such a amazing, liberating feeling. And if, you know, if you've been considering starting a business and you're kind of seeing yourself feel that way, that's usually the telltale that it's time to move on and, you know, go for it. Definitely. So, what so you you started two businesses um what was the hardest part about starting those businesses and then how did you overcome those hardships okay so they are so different in um some really important distinguishing factors goals with tracy i just serve one-on-one people right Mm -hmm. so like Yes, client acquisition was kind of hard at first. I think that that was my hardest struggle there. But you learn through experience. and You learn as you go. You have to kind of go through some lean times to learn how to run a business. Like, I think that that's normal. And so that was the hardest thing with that. But Injureproof is something – I, I work with corporations. I don't work with individuals. And so, I mean, I do work with some individuals. But mainly, we're selling to big businesses. And that's a totally different ball game. I mean, I have employees on that in that business. I have to have just strategies and procedures for everything. I have to have handbooks. I have to have, you know, so that was just so much more complicated than I realized when I took it on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm still dealing with that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still working my way through that because I'm such a big picture person and there are just so so many details with running a, a B2B company rather than running a business that's meant for consumers. So still learning, still growing. Yeah, that that sounds like a lot just for what you're saying, like thinking of like my little business that's more, you know, personal one-on-one to think of something so large like that. So when it comes to that business and your one-on-one business, let's talk a little bit about your systems and what you do to stay organized, what your most valuable tools and resources are to kind of keep everything on track because that sounds like a lot. You don't want to let anything slip between the cracks. Yeah. Visibook has been a lifesaver for me. I My biggest struggle is scheduling because mm-hmm. I I'm a big picture person. I'm not a detail person. So I would very easily forget about appointments if I didn't have my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I have a schedule where my clients can go in and schedule their appointments whenever it works for them within my availability. It gives them reminders for the appointments. It gives me reminders for the appointments. <sighs> it is a lifesaver for me. So I would say that that is my biggest um, organizational tool that I use that works for me because of my personality type. Yeah, that's my most valuable one. Yeah, perfect. And then as far as just staying organized, you know, within your business, do you have help that, you know, like for bookkeeping and just kind of VA type stuff? Or do you kind of take that all on yourself? So I go through seasons. I <laughs> I know that it is the best practice to have other people do the things that mm-hmm. they do best and have me do the things that I do best. 
but you know, I am nine months pregnant right now and I have a toddler and I'm like, you know, sometimes you don't want to spend the money. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just want to use yourself. So I go through seasons of using a VA. Um, mm-hmm. and I had really good luck with that. And then there are some seasons where I'm like, you know what, I would rather be doing this myself and that's okay. Um, my husband does the bookkeeping for our business, which is invaluable because I am not a numbers girl. So oh, nice. if he was, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm personally still at a point where it's like doing everything myself in my businesses. And it's, it's something that eventually I know that I'll have to let go of, but I have a hard time letting go of things. I like to have my hands in everything. So I'm always curious to hear what other people's advice is for that. You know, are you more of a do it yourself kind of, you know, muddle through or, or get the help. So I think both ways are, you know, whatever works best for you and what you can realistically do are great. Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned you're a big picture kind of gal. Um, how do you go about setting goals for your businesses? Cause I can imagine there's quite a bit of room for growth within both of those areas. How, how do you go about setting those goals? So I start with the big picture surprise (laughs) and I sit down with my husband. Usually we kind of dream together and we're definitely, he's a detail person and that really helps to ground me in the process. So I sit down with my husband, I say where I want to be. And usually that starts with the heart of the business. And I think that that's so important for anyone who's setting a goal for their business is not to start with the money, not to start with desperation, because that is never going to lead to prosperity. I, I've never seen it lead to something good. <laughs> so I start with the heart and I start with where do I want this service to go? How do I want to serve people? And what is the big picture? So for instance, my goals with Tracy business, you can only do so much meeting with people one-on-one, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. And I love it so much, but realistically, I can only meet with, you know, 30 people a week. Mm-hmm. And I want people, like you said, this is a very unique thing that I do. It's very niche. It's very life-changing. And I want more people to be able to experience it. So I sat down and I said, how can I get more people to experience this very special process that I take people through? And then I formed a program because I saw a need. I saw that people are in pain. And so I made something that could reach more people than just the few people I can meet with hourly. And then I broke it down into details based off of my big picture. And that's where having somebody else who's, whose genius is different than mine is so helpful because my husband was like, oh, yeah, what about this problem that could come up? Or what about this? And we were able to break it down. And I included financial goals in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I included this is where I want my finances to be for the sake of my family, for the sake of us living well, having the lifestyle and the relief of pressure that we want. Um, and I think that is important. It just wasn't the, it's not the main drive for when I'm setting my goals. And then, yeah, I just break it down and find out what I need to make it happen. I love that so much. I think that's incredible advice. I think that a lot of people have goal setting kind of backwards because I'm going to be brutally honest with, with you guys here. If you are running your own business, going into business on your own, thinking about it, if you're doing it just for the money, that's not the right reason. It's owning your own business. A lot of times 
the money isn't going to come right away. So that cannot be your main motivator. I, I think that's incredible advice and a great way to look at your goals and kind of get your mind right to even see if you're considering it, you know, what do my goals look like? Okay, well, I'm more concerned about money. Maybe this isn't the right thing for me to start doing. I that's that's great. I really, really appreciate you sharing that. With yeah. On top of that, what's been the best part for you being your own boss? So you've you've got your passion, you're serving people, but then there's that freedom and you know, financial freedom and just in your life freedom. So what's the best part of that? Yeah, I would have to say and this is probably to be expected family. I mean, to me, that's everything. Like even more than the heart of the business is just my family really doing well and me being able to invest myself in my son and in my daughter who's coming. So when my son was born two and a half years ago, that like, I feel like that can affect you in a multitude of ways, but that just lit a fire in me to make my business grow so that I could spend more and more time with him and really be the mom that I want to be and be there with my husband. And so that's the best part to me is just freedom, family, being able to, you know, be there for him. We haven't had to do childcare, Mm -hmm. which is just so wonderful. I mean, childcare is also wonderful. I'm now considering (laughs) childcare. Give me some breaks up in here, but um, (laughs) it's wonderful either way, but you you can have the life that you want Mm -hmm. and you don't have to give into whatever the pressure is making you choose. You can choose the lifestyle and that is the best part. Mm -hmm. I I will say um, the reason that we started my small business. I do um, embroidery and have an Etsy store. Um, even before that, I was doing real estate. My husband works shift work. So his schedule is, it used to be all over the place, but now he works seven days on and gets seven days off. So if I was working a normal like nine to five job, I would miss that opportunity mm-hmm. to spend a whole week with him, which especially now we have kids, it's just amazing. So having that independence and like freedom to make your own schedule was definitely appealing and one of the biggest motivators for me. However, I feel like we need to address being a small business owner. <laughs> Sounds like you will have all the free time and freedom in the world, but it's also that business is going to be your other baby. Mm-hmm. Like you don't necessarily get to close up shop at six o'clock and be done for the night. There's a lot more work to it since you're the one running everything, dealing with people after hours and any crises that happen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, working on building your business, it's it's not as simple as, oh, I just can work when, whenever I feel like it. It's definitely probably a, quite a bit more work than a standard mm-hmm. nine to five job. But I feel like the payoff is just, I mean, it's such a big pay you know reward for rent for running your own business so just thought we should throw that out there in case there's someone listening who's like wants to start their own business and thinks that we get to kick back all day because it's definitely not like that either i have literally called my business my other baby i have used (laughs) her because it really i mean you never know until you have a kid how much it takes your heart it takes your life it takes your time it takes your all and it's the same with a business. You never know how much mm-hmm. it's going to take until you start it. And it really does take your all, but it is so worth it. And I also want to say, like, I love travel. 
And when I've wanted to do a trip for my, you know, family or for my husband for his birthday, like we did a surprise trip to the Bahamas last year, not this year because COVID, you know, but last year. (laughs) (laughs) And when I had that goal, I just said, okay, so I need to make enough to cover this with no debt. And my new goal for traveling is, okay, I need to make enough to cover this with no debt in additional income, plus put that same amount into savings. And when you own your own business, you can do that. You can set those kind of outlandish goals and then just work your butt off and you can get there. And my family, you know, has looked at me like I'm crazy sometimes, like, okay, that's not the way that the world, real world works. You know, (laughs) it is if you own your own business, it's a really nice perk. Mm -hmm. What a great motivator too. Like I can Mm -hmm. see, okay laying on the beach in the Bahamas, like I could work for that. (laughs) I think I could make that happen. (laughs) So your other baby, how, (laughs) how has your business grown since you first started? It's been, it's been such a wonderful ride. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, it was like a few clients. I had a few clients, you know, I was kind of scrounging because I didn't quite understand how to gain clientele and what that meant and what social media was and networking and everything. And, um, and I didn't really understand my niche either. And so I was kind of like this functional fitness person who corrected pain, but I didn't fully understand it. And now I am just so within my niche in that has transformed lives in a completely different way. I mean, when you fully buy into yourself and your niche and your passion, and you don't try to please everybody anymore, then the people who really need you are able to get all of you. And they're able to get like every, you know, you're able to delve more into your education, more into everything that you offer so that it's just the best that it can be. And so that's one of the ways is just I really accepted my niche and that has changed lives. And then also, you know, I've gained clientele and that changes things and it becomes more thriving and I'm still in that process now. And it's so much fun and it becomes easier. The more that you, the further you go, the easier it gets. That's, that's really good to hear. And just everything you just said gave me goosebumps because I can just feel your passion about what you do. And I mean, isn't that what it's all about? That's just, Ah, chills over here. That's so beautiful. (laughs) So this time of year, are you ready for the holidays? Does it have an impact on your business? You know, during the shopping season, do you, or, or, you know, is your niche specifically kind of the same year round? It's interesting. I feel like I should be buying more into the seasonal stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really I'm not as much. I'm offering gift certificates and discounts for Christmas um, as far as the personal training aspect of what I do goes. But I mean, most of what I do is that corrective exercise piece. Mm -hmm. And so I've been launching programs monthly. And as far as New Year's goes, that will be a good time for launching that program. I'm definitely going to be honing in on being pain-free for the new year and setting goals with people. But yeah, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like with my niche, it's, it's as applicable as others with being Mm -hmm. seasonal, but of course, like we can incorporate all of those things into everything that we do. So I do, 
I feel like a marketing person would be like, oh, Tracy, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Doing more, and I probably agree. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, if you don't really need to, why stress yourself out with the added, you know, work (laughs) and the creativity that goes into it? If you can just kind of throw it out there here and there and do what you love doing, go through it. (laughs) So what's next for your business? So we are launching the work pain-free program, which I know I've been kind of mentioning here and there in two days on December 3rd. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited. So that program is where I do a consultation one-on-one and I assess all of the reasons why you're in pain. So like from your head to your toes. Why are things being pulled out of stability? Why are you having muscular pain, joint pain, vertebrae pain? And then I form a program specifically for your body. And it's a six-week video tutorial program where it goes through this really nice structured calendar. And this program is all for fixing your specific pain points. And then you also get weekly coaching with me. You also get ergonomic coaching to fix like your work setup and why that's causing pain. And then you also get a private Facebook group with a group of others going through their own programs for accountability and for support. It is just so special. I just did a beta round and people were like just experiencing so much relief from their pain. And that means so much to me. So this is a really special program that I haven't seen out there. Um, so that's launching in two days and then we'll also be launching it for the new year. And that's a really big focus for us right now. And yeah, that's, that's the big one. That's what's next for the big one. Nice. That's awesome. So that's when you guys are hearing this, it will be today. That's launching today. So congratulations on launch day. That's awesome. Thank you. No, that's exciting. Yeah. So, okay. So obviously you, have found what you love to do, you figured out a way to turn it into your business and it's growing and you're doing all of these amazing things and just serving all these people and reaching all of these dreams and goals for yourself. What advice can you offer others that are thinking about or in the early stages of starting their own business? I think just that idea of leading with the heart of the business, I think that's the best advice that I can give is don't lead with desperation. It is so easy when you're starting up to be desperate. Mm -hmm. And when we're desperate, I don't care what field you're in or what kind of business you own. When you're desperate, you act differently. You make different kinds of decisions. You market differently. You reach out to people differently. You do sales differently. And I don't know about you, but when people are like DMing me desperately, like, please buy my product. Like, Mm. I really need this. I'm like, oh, like, I, I feel bad for you, but I'm not going to buy that because I feel bad for you. Yeah. Like, I want you to be well, but I'm not going to buy it because of that desperation. That's not the way that the business builds. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to fall into the desperation, but don't do it. Lead with a mindset of what is the heart for the business. You have more than enough of whatever it is you need. And just what do you need to do to make it there? I love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, that brings us to our final question. So if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would it be? I think priorities, priorities, Mm -hmm. and then 
again, like it's about that for me, that big picture and then breaking it down of how to get it there. Um, so what is your priority here? Is it work or is it family? And it can definitely be both, but I think that one needs to be more important than the other. And when you make that choice, then find out the details of what you need to make that work. So like for me, time blocking, I know that people talk about time blocking a lot and mm-hmm. most people roll their eyes because they're like, I tried it. It doesn't really work for me. Like <laughs> that's fine. But for me, what time blocking means is that if I'm with my son and if I've scheduled office hours, then I don't need to work while I'm with my son because I scheduled office hours. Mm-hmm. It's so tempting to be on my phone responding to social media requests, responding to stuff, responding to emails while he's playing and looking at me like, why aren't you listening to me or paying attention to me? It's so easy to go there. And so I'm not saying that I am perfect, mm-hmm. by any means. but if I am really intentional that week and time block and put it into my schedule of like, okay, this is when I work, this is when I'm with my family and I'm going to keep them separate. That does wonders because then I don't feel pressured to respond to those emails because I'm like, oh, that person can wait until tomorrow. This is not an emergency that somebody has a question about my program. I can tell them tomorrow during business hours. That's normal. It's become abnormal for business owners to do, but it is normal. It's okay. (laughs) So that would be my biggest piece. I love that. Just out of curiosity, because I have a toddler at home too, and I'm full time at home with her. Do you, so with your time blocking, do you schedule office hours when your toddler's awake or do you try to do your office hours like around their sleep schedule? What does that look like for you? Oh, it's all about nap time. It's Mm -hmm. all about nap time. When people ask me, I'm excited, like having the second baby. And I'm so excited, you guys, but I'm terrified. Uh (laughs) No idea what this is going to look like moving into two kids instead of one. Yeah. Um, yeah, nap time is gold. Yeah. That's a golden Mm-hmm. Same, same, same. Yeah, I was just curious. It's always fun to hear what people like in a similar situation as me do. Because I'm like, am I doing this right? <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just whatever works best for you. But, yeah, those nap times, I don't know what I'm going to do. when. hopefully the nap <laughs> times go all the way through till school starts. <laughs> so. You told me nap times that it's okay once they start like weaning off of naps that it's okay to give them quiet time in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And heard that too. Is now stopping naps every once in a while. And I'm like, that's okay. You have your quiet time. This is mama's time. Like that's okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody listening will disagree with me and that's okay too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like that because my kids are are older now. They're five and seven. And so naps are a thing of the distant past that I miss so much. But also I was a take a nap when they're napping person too. So I just have never got down the scheduling work time. But I will say the other day for the first time, I sent them to their rooms to do their quiet reading for 15 minutes or whatever. And my kids are just they don't like being in their rooms alone. That's upstairs. They don't like being up there. They're always downstairs with us and around me. So that was the first time that that really happened. And I got to stay downstairs and just like catch up on some stuff. And it was quiet. I was like, okay, this is nice. If I could get them used to this, I could get used to this. This is really, I could, this is a good thing. So I like the quiet time. That's a, that's a really great idea. Yeah. 
Awesome. So that brings us to our last segment. And I think our favorite one is our hot mess moment. So life's full of hot messes and we've all been there. Um, do you have an embarrassing hot mess story that you'd like to share with everyone? Of course I do. How could I? <laughs> I'm a toddler mom. (laughs) (laughs) So I had so many I could think of. Like, it's not even funny. I had so many. But um, one of of the things that I thought of was when I was training an older male client. And I was pregnant. I was very pregnant. And I was at the point in my pregnancy where it's like, you just don't care anymore. Like, your hair is a little (laughs) messier. You're not wearing makeup today. You're just there. <laughs> and um, so I was training him in person. And I was in the middle of a sentence. And I just don't know how it happened because I didn't even know it was going to happen. Let out the biggest belch of my <laughs> life. So here I am, like this totally dis- like, dis- you know, discombobulated person. And I'm just in the middle of a sentence. And then I'm just like, what did he do yeah he at first tried to ignore it until I started laughing and then he was like oh okay it's okay to laugh (laughs) (laughs) like what am I supposed to do here right oh that's funny I feel like you're pregnant too like people want to be so careful like uh (laughs) yeah that's that's funny thank you for sharing that yeah I feel like you get I, I, hopefully people are understanding and like give the pregnant lady, you know, some grace, and just yeah. like, let it happen. Whatever you need to do, let it happen. You're growing a human. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing all of your amazing small business ownership tips. Um, where can people find you to support you in your business? I would love not only to support me in my business, but I would love to support listeners. Like that is one of the reasons I was excited to come on here. So um, you can find me on Instagram or on Facebook at Goals with Tracy. It's all just one word. That's my username at Goals with Tracy. And you can also check out that um, work pain-free program that's in my bio on both pages. So yeah, but I, I try to share as much helpful information as I can for pain relief and just for working from home tips and things like that. So I would love to support others and they can also support me. It's a, it's a reciprocal thing. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, make sure that you guys go and check her out, give her a follow and stay tuned for her programs and we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.